Hi, this is Jeff Kober, and we welcome you to this Disney App Play podcast. Well, big news came out this week. Lots of news about Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. Uh, well, you can just forget the 2.8 million you need to go uh, in order to spend time with Jeff Bezos in space, or even the 250,000 you need to, to board the Virgin Galactic space plane. More affordable pricing can be found here on the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser, even if, eh, technically, you don't ever really go any higher than your second floor accommodation. Still, meals and more are included in this two-night, uh, but not quite two-day voyage. We'll look at the price points for this new Walt Disney World offering, and we'll study the sample itinerary to see if it's really worth the price. Are you wanting to spend this kind of money to immerse yourself in the Star Wars uh, universe? That's that's what we're exploring today on this Disney at Play. Make sure you check out DisneyAtPlay.com and subscribe because we uh, will alert you as to new podcasts and posts as they come out uh, through this experience. Let's, uh, I just... This has just been a fascinating thing all week. Uh, our my friend and colleague David Sonola called me up real quick and said, you know, hey, do you wanna you wanna buddy up and and do this? And and initially I thought, yeah, I've got to do it. You know, it's one of those things. There's really three three audiences that are going to be the ones that will potentially sign up for this. The first audience are those who are truly the diehard Star Wars fans. They have been building their own R2-D2 droid. They have been attending all of those mega conferences of Star Wars. They have, they, they are true blood fans. They are going to, they are, doesn't matter the price they're going to figure out a way to pay it it'll probably be mostly on their credit card but they will pay it i would advise them not to take spirit airlines down to to disney on the day they do it because they probably will be late arriving if they arrive um, but but you have this diehard star wars fan on the other edge of the universe are people where they simply money is no Obstacle. Money's not an obstacle. So we want to do the nicest, coolest thing for my little boy, my little girl on their birthday, on their big event. We are going to do, we're going to pull out all the stops. It doesn't matter that we're going to be spending thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars. They're just not even thinking about the price. Whatever. Okay, whatever. Just sign us up. Yeah. Is it, is it good? Yeah, I, I'm available. Sign me up. That's all. So there's that audience over there and there is a percentage of people who will fill spaces especially with their little kiddos to do something truly unique they don't they don't uh they just don't blink on spending 10 15 000 on a family vacation or even more that's just it's just what they're doing this year and so they'll probably include another four or five days at uh, a deluxe Disney resort. And, uh, and they'll probably go to Universal and do the same. It, it, that's, that's one audience. 
that Disney is trying to take advantage of in this kind of offering. There is a third audience, and that third audience is, well, they're the folks who are probably like me. They're Disney fans. And if you said it's going to cost you $5,000, but you could spend a night, one night, just one night, in Cinderella Castle, you'd probably put the money down. But $5,000 for the two of you to go do um, to go do two nights at Star Wars, it just seems a little hefty. Your idea of an amazing uh, Disney vacation is upgrading to the Grand Floridian or, or maybe going to a Disney theme park internationally that you have never been to. And so you're kind of looking at the cost of this and saying, is this, well, that's, that's where I am. That's the category of individual I am. You, you may have this as a bucket list item, but you probably have some other items that are even more affordable on your bucket list. And you're kind of saying, okay, when do we get to this item? So you have context as to what this experience is going to look at, look like. Let's talk about the itinerary. Day one, you arrive at the terminal around 1 p.m. Now, it will not happen before 1 p.m. It could happen until 4 p.m. is what they're shooting for. And interestingly, the Disney Cruise Line is doing Disney reservations to actually being um, as to what time you arrive. So it'll be interesting to see if they do something similar as it relates to your arrival at the terminal. The terminal is a place that is somewhat behind Star Wars, uh, behind Disney's Hollywood Studios. Um, and that's where you park your car, there's valet. Um, you launch your pod to a Star Cruiser in their schedule, they say 1.15 to 1.30. So you actually do the check-in. There's a check-in location at the terminal and then you get into the launch pod, and that goes from 1.15 to 1.30. It's a little surprising that it takes so long to, to go through, but you know, space is a long ways away, so maybe a 15 minutes is not unreasonable in the launch pod. Heaven knows you got two days to fill, so maybe they are filling a good solid 15 minutes in that launch pod. Not sure how long that's going to really take, but once you step off, you have a ship orientation. It's 1.45 p.m. to 2.15 p.m. Not sure if that's a hosted uh, orientation. Let me walk you and show you this, show you this, show you this, or you're kind of on your own to kind of scope it out like you might be on the Disney Cruise Line. Um, again, lots of cruise Disney Cruise Line type um, comparisons here. They note that light refreshments are from 3 to 3.30 and um, so there's something going on there where you can get a bite to eat. And then from 3.30 to 4, hey, Sabac lessons are available. So come join us and learn how to play Sabac. Now, to me, that's like going on a cruise and taking bridge lessons. It's just kind of, I know Sabac is a little funner than bridge maybe, or maybe not. I don't know. I'm not a bridge player. I'm not a Sabac player. But I'm thinking, okay, my first major activity is playing cards. Now, you see images, 
where it's a virtual Sabat game. That could be cool if they know how to actually do a virtual Sabat experience. That might be cool. Then you have a mustard rail. That's true of any cruise ship. Uh, the only problem is, is all those cruise ships are at sea when, <laughs> when they do the mustard drills uh, and with the intent of what are you going to do if you have to, if the ship starts to sink. This ship ain't sinking. It's not even really flying. And so I'm a little humored, but the mustard drill, maybe that's just a really funny moment. I have no idea, but they've dedicated an entire half hour to the mustard drill. And then to a captain's reception from 4.30 to 5 p.m. Okay, that's all right. Um, it sounds like we're getting into food and beverage because following it is dinner featuring live music. As if live music is a new thing. But hey, we got music, you know, dun, 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 dun. I don't know what that looks like. But anyway, 5.30 p.m. to 7 p.m. Um, now, they're actually running rotations, dining rotations like Disney Cruise Line. So again, this is only a sample itinerary, but you get a, sen sen uh, a, a, a sense of it. And then you have what's referred to as the Outer Rim Regalia. Well, a regalia is really a fancy word for, how should I put it? Um, it's kind of, um, it's kind of, well, it's kind of um, a, it, it's kind of a, a, a formal occasion, um, maybe a coronation. I don't think there's a coronation going on, but I think it's kind of the distinction, a distinct presentation. It's only going from 7.15 to 7.30 p.m. because apparently there's an unexpected story moment that's going to occur at this point, at which point you're going to be asked to either prove your mettle to join an elite smuggling ring or hide a stowaway to help the resistance. That's an a half hour activity that's gonna go from 7.38. And it's one of three story moments that they refer to. So events happen because you're, you're, you're interacting with people who have also joined this cruise and are going to be part of this cruise. Think citizens of Hollywood gone to space or gone to Star Wars, because truly it may just well be some of the citizens of Hollywood moving to that location. Uh, afterwards, 8 p.m. Uh, to 8.45, bridge training. No, not bridge as in cards, like we talked about Sabak earlier. This is actual training on how the bridge of the ship works and you could see the ships out in space and you get to you get to practice some things that may be really important later on when other things happen and then special atrium entertainment from 8 30 to 8 45 p.m uh and that kind of closes out your day so let's just sum up the day you've arrived you haven't had really lunch, but you did have refreshments. Maybe it's a Dole Whip in space. I don't know. You did have a big dinner and a dinner event with entertainment. And you had this story moment. You have some bridge interactivity. That's kind of that first day. So you're kind of getting into the whole jive of it. You checked into your room and you checked out all that's available there and so forth. 
You get to day two. Day two, again, this is just a sample itinerary, but it says you're starting breakfast at seven to eight. <laughs> so a little early for some on vacation in space, but hey, you know, breakfast, seven, eight, and you're probably gonna wanna be one of the early ones because there's a transport shuttle coming to Batu, courtesy of those folks at the Black Spire Outpost. And that's happening from 8.15 a.m. to 8.25 a.m. So what that's saying is it's going to take about 10 minutes to shuttle in space to the planet of Batu. That sounds about right. Looking at the images, you think maybe 10, 15, 18 people could fit in one of those. You've got, you've got 100 rooms. Could there be two in some room, four or five in other rooms. So you're talking about easily a couple of hundred people they got to get to Batu in these transport shuttles. How many are they using and so forth? That looks like you're going to be given a designated time to transport because otherwise you'd be waiting. This is not like the Disney cruise ship. It's pulling up to Castaway Key and everybody can get off when they want to get off. Um, it's also of note that right after this, when you get to Batu, you get to go on Rise of the Resistance from 8.45 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. Your, your uh, admission to Disney's Hollywood Studios is included in this. Uh, 8.45 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. says to me that we're getting people onto this ship or onto this ride before regular opening times. It, uh, or at least we're trying to put as many people on this ship before regular opening times so that um, we don't hold back the virtual queue crowds that will be waiting to board shortly thereafter. Then there's a story moment, but this story moment is different because it's happening in Batu. It's happening there, right there in the Black Spire Outpost. And there you might be brokering a deal for a heist or you might arrange to steal a ship from the first order. That may tie into your time frame for going on Millennium Falcon Smuggler's Run. Uh, my guess is you will be fast-passed or given immediate access to that. It's followed by lunch at Docking Bay 7. Food and cargo, you're given a uh, permission slip, or not permission slip, but a voucher for your lunch at Docking Bay. That'll be 11.15 a.m. to 12.15, they say a.m., but it, I think they meant p.m. on it. Um, but that says to me that between the Falcon Smugglers run at 10.30 and lunch at 11.15, you kind of have a little bit of time to kind of move around and do some things there. Uh, this schedule shows you being transported to the Star Cruiser around 12.40 p.m and arriving there at 12.50. Lightsaber training taking place at 1 p.m. This, in the images, looks interesting because it looks very much like the original Star Wars film where Luke is training. You may not be blindfolded, but this these lights and sparks are coming at you. And so there seems to be something very cool about that. There better be something really cool because if this is Trials of the Temple, this is going to be a serious disappointment. So lightsaber training. There's a droid racing competition from 
to 2.50 p.m. Hope you picked up a droid while you were in, uh, at, um, at the, uh, in, in Galaxy's Edge. Also, build a model ship. Okay, that sounds like, um, new Lego. <laughs> I have no idea what this is. But I'm just, and that's followed by the Sabak Tournament. Not the bridge tournament, the Sabak tournament from 4 to 5 p.m. I'm spending an hour in a card game and I spend how much? We'll get to how much in a few minutes. Cocktails at Sublight Lounge from 5 to 5.30, followed by Taste Around the Galaxy Dinner. No, that's not being held in World Showcase. Rather, it's being held on the ship from 5.30 to 7 p.m. And then... There's our third story moment where you either put the heist plan into action or you bring the stolen ship aboard and watch out for the first order. Um, so, interesting there. And then there is a spectacular finale from 10 p.m. to 11 p.m. Will that involve fireworks on the bridge? I don't think so. Although I suppose we could look out that window and see fireworks out in space. Do fireworks work in space? Not sure. But there is something called a spectacular finale. And, uh, and that brings your day two to a close. Day three. Well, it's again like a Disney cruise line. Eat breakfast, get off the ship. Because that's from 8.30 to 9.30 and then launch pad to terminal, 9.30 to 10 a.m. I imagine all people are expected to be off the ship by 10 a.m. Um, in the morning so they can turn rooms over and be ready for the next group at 1 p.m. So I apologize if I seem to use a little bit of a hint of sarcasm because some of this is not, well, we'll get to the price in a minute. Um, well, let's go to the price. Let's just go to the price. Now, the Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser rates vary depending on your voyage departure dates, the number of guests in your cabin and your cabin type. We look forward to sharing more details about when you'll be able to book this experience at a later time. They haven't told us when you can book, but it's spring. I assume they're going to want to give about a six-month window to get the bookings in order. That's what I'm guessing. Here's what the pricing looks like and how they've put it. Two guests in one cabin. That is 1209 per guest per night. Or... A total of 4,809, basically closing in on 5,000 for the voyage total for two guests in a cabin. For three guests per cabin, the per guest per night rate of two adults and one child is lower. It's only 889 or 5,299 for the voyage total. So we're about 500 north of the original price um, if we were to add um, a child. I assume that two guests per cabin were adults earlier. It could have been a 
get a dollar a child, but I don't think the price would change uh, because it was only because it was an adult and a child in that cabin. I think that rate will still stay at forty-eight hundred or forty-eight oh nine. Then you have four guests per cabin, three adults, one child. This is seven hundred and forty-nine per night, or five thousand nine hundred ninety-nine dollars for your total. Um, and then underneath is important languaging. It says for voyage departure dates, most weeknights, 8-20-22 to 9-17-20-22. What are we learning here? A, the weeknight rate will probably be lower than the weekend rate. In fact, at two nights, a Friday night, a Saturday night, or a Saturday, Sunday night, my guess is it's probably going to be the former, the Friday night, Saturday night. Um, but maybe that may be something different than that. But what we're trying to say here is that they think that they're gonna be able to bring in people who are just coming in for two nights over a weekend really quick. That's, after all, how Americans work. We do things very quickly. Uh, we don't take long trips like those Europeans who are smarter and take two weeks off. And then the dates, August 20th to September 17th, that translates to being probably the lowest, um, the lowest attended total space of the year. In other words, it's the longest period of time in the year for the lowest amount of attendance. Why? Because kids are going back to school during that phase. So most of these things involving a child, there ain't no child going because they're going back to school in most situations. So this is, if this is the lowest, lowest ball rate, that 4809 for two guests per cabin, I'm thinking it is well into probably 5,500 on a weekend night and probably closing in on 6,000 during a holiday period like Martin Luther King's birthday or Christmas or Thanksgiving weekend. I think uh, these are pretty high rates. And I'm just putting it out there that for a big Disney fan who wants to check off all the buckets, I'm looking at this and going, Wow, this is a lot. This is a lot of money for two nights. Because if I took that 4809, I could take my wife and I could go and do an Alani vacation for a good, well, for four nights easily, um, if not more, and probably spend the other part of the week in Hawaii. Or I could even take her for a few nights in Alani and probably over to Tokyo for what it's costing me to do two on a on a holiday weekend. Easily so. The price, more fine print, price per cabin, but price based on cabin room at Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser. The number of packages available is limited. All packages are two night experiences. Package includes entry to Disney's Hollywood Studios for one day on day two of your experience. The admission ticket expires at midnight prior to departure date and is non- Upgradable, non-transferable, non-refundable, and excludes activities, events separately priced. Um, so, the admission ticket, that is so funny that they say 
It expires at midnight prior to your departure. Oh, the departure date, not to departure to Disney, but your departure from Disney. So in other words, what they're really trying to tell you is that um, uh, it's only good on that day. So you can hang back and sleep in that morning at uh, on your Star Cruiser, but you can't use that ticket for another day. Package includes two breakfast, two lunch, and two dinner meals per guest with gratuity included for dinners. That's cool. And one quick service meal consisting of one entree and either one non-alcoholic beverage or if age 21 or over, one alcoholic beverage where available or for guests ages three to nine, one combo meal from the children's menu offerings to be used in theme park only. So you're getting a quick meal as part of it you're paying a premium but you're getting a quick meal to include um but here's here's where i think that's a little funky is they're saying to lunch and yet you don't even check in till one o'clock at the earliest and many until later and there's no discussion of lunch in the itinerary just refreshments light refreshments at that from 3 to three thirty. so it's a head scratcher to me as what they mean by two lunches. So additional points to consider. While, <laughs> while your Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Voyage is not an actual, this is actually, I'm reading wording from the website. This is so funny. It says this in the website, I kid you not. While your Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser Voyage is not an actual trip into space, Passengers will experience the sensation of voyaging on a star cruiser through space in a galaxy far, far away, just like you have seen in Star Wars movies and show. Uh, show. So they're basically putting in legal language in so many words to say, hey, by the way, you're not really going any, into space. So don't come sue us afterwards because you thought you were going into space, but you only ended up in a motel uh, behind Star Wars, behind Disney's Hollywood Studios. That's what they're saying. If you think that's crazy, you have to understand that there used to be this thing called the hydrolator at the seas. And there's long been told this story. I don't even know if it's really a, a true. It's been told so many times, I really question if it isn't more lore. But that somebody had said that they experienced incredible amount of pain from going on the hydrolator, hydrolator so fast that it, 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 um, it took them so many fathoms below that it just caused a lot of um, physical pain to them. Well, the hydrolator only went about a half an inch in height and, and it was easily thrown out as a lawsuit apparently. But, but again, I think that's, but I think this is from that same mentality. We got to tell them it's somewhere in the small print that you're really not going up into space. So if you haven't caught that, just so you know, you're not going into space even though there are places where you can do that. But one fact asks, what info should you have available before calling to reserve? It says calling to reserve anything. Well, what I'm trying to say here is, is there's a whole frequently asked question of which lists all the things you should have available for, before you call to reserve. Well, what I'm trying to say here is calling to reserve anything at Disney has flags on it because making a phone call, if you can't do it virtually online, I question whether you can book anything. People, the agents are having to wait hours on hold 
to try to confirm anything. And by the way, I would definitely use an agent like David Zanola to, to book this kind of thing. Do not do this on your own. You're going to have a lot of details before and after arriving all that. You do not make sure you use David on that or at least your own travel agent. Arrival again is between one and four, but not before one. Valet and parking is mentioned. There's no discussion about being paid parking. I assume that while you're in space, your vehicle probably will be charged. Data bands are talked about. You use data bands. Those are actually wristbands or magic bands. And you actually receive an exclusive data band as part of your package. They're going to allow you to interact with sensors called access points aboard the Halcyon Star Cruiser. So, okay, I'm a little concerned that one of the big pieces of technology here is the use of the magic band. And in fact, it also talks a lot about the Play Disney app and using it. And let me tell you, I mentioned this in a previous podcast, I spent a lot of time in Galaxy's Edge using the data pad in um, off the Play Disney app to really sense what goes on there and what are the fun parts and to be able to share with you, hey, you want to use my intent was to say, hey, you want to use the data pad and here's some ways to do it that are really cool. And after spending, I, I would say probably three to four hours on this and going down a rabbit hole <laughs> with <laughs> on some of these places, I will tell you there is nothing of virtue in the data pad. There is nothing that really is very cool. It is just, so I'm big, big flag on my play that you're going to be using the Play Disney app in some new or amazing ways. Now, maybe they've upgraded it. Maybe it's going to be better than before. But boy, $5,000 worth of before better? I'm not sure. That's a big flag in my mind. Um, the lightsaber training is, a, quote, an exclusive interactive activity for ages seven and up. So one of the questions I have is how young is too young to do this? Meaning not the lightsaber training per se, as they indicate in the um, verbiage, but really, do you want to take a two, three-year-old, a seven-month-old on this ship? Uh, and by the way, there's no small world nursery uh, available. So I would say you, for this kind of money, unless they're older than seven, I would not advise from this. Um... It is uncertain. Uh, they advertise two lunches, two dinners, and two breakfasts, yet in their itinerary, day one lunch is light refreshments or a collection of small bites like sandwiches, soups, mini flatbreads, assorted salads, and sweets. Lunch on day two is a coupon to eat at Docking Bay 7. There is a captain's table at night. So let me just say that while they've shown some really impressive photos of dinners, just know that Lunch doesn't look so great uh, for the money involved. I should also mention there is a captain's table that you could be sitting at during the experience. That will, however, involve an additional fee. And for that matter, I'm not uh, certain how much 
alcohol, I don't drink, but for those of you who do, how much of that bill is included in the deal? It did say one beverage, but I got a sense that was when you were at Docking Bay 7. I don't know that, at any rate, when you go over to the lounge, how much of that is uh, an additional tab? Like Disney Cruise Line, there's a first or second dinner seating. Uh, there is, and again, in the Disney Cruise Line, you go to the show and one and then go to dinner or you go to dinner and then you go to the show. The show in this case is this whole um, event, so to speak, the story moment. That's the, that's the show is how you're going to put the heist in plan in action or how there's a stolen um, uh, you're going to bring a stolen ship aboard or the first order is coming on board and so forth. There's a poster on this, shows some different characters, um, shows Chewbacca playing a role. So I kind of wonder if Chewbacca doesn't come save the day at the end, shows the lightsaber training and this laser thing hitting the lightsaber. So that's going to be interesting. They do a great job of creating the sensation of lights of, of laser light in Rise of the Resistance. It feels like it's coming right past you. But that's not an effect I think you can do with, that's not, that kind of effect isn't the same when you're doing lightsaber training. So I'm, I'm a little confused by all of that. But anyway, so that, let me go back to, um, oh, there's no guarantee of being able to visit Oga's. Uh, much less having your tab covered there or at the Sunlight Lounge. Again, I, I would hope that if you wanted to do Savi's Workshop or Oga's, you're able to make a reservation and get in uh, prior to everybody else making reservations. But nothing's guaranteed. Nothing's been said about that kind of guarantee. When I choose a ship when I, or when I choose a hotel to stay at, a resort to stay at, one of the big things I look for is the swimming pool. So while there are many voyage, while the voyage has uh, many activities um, know that the Star Cruiser is not equipped with the swimming pool. That's that's in the verbiage as well, just so you know. There's no swimming in space. Uh, all the excitement during the voyage is, um, is, again, easy to navigate thanks to the Star Wars data pad. Um, but my experience with the Play Disney Parks app is, is a big flag. Um, so all together, this is very expensive. Um, this is a very expensive kind of thing. Will it be successful? Well, I thought when the Disney Cruise Line came out that it was really expensive compared to the other cruise ships. It has done really well. Um, still, if you're a Star Wars fan, you're thinking, I could really just spend a day or two or three or four at Galaxy's Edge, which I'm already spending a good full morning doing on this itinerary, and I could fill up my cart with lots of goodies from Doc Ondar's. So I'm just, as a Star Wars, pers Star Wars person, I, I could think there are better ways to use your time and money. As a Disney person, there's a lot of choices to how I spend my time and money with Disney. I'm not sure this is high on my bucket list. It may be a bucket list, but I'm not sure it's the highest thing. 
I also am concerned about how repeatable this is. What makes the Disney Cruise Line work is that when you get off that ship, you've had such an amazing experience, you're ready to go book another one. How cool that there are different itineraries, different places you go and so forth. Well, you haven't even fi figured out how to give me a different game at, um, at Toy Story Mania. So I question whether they can create different itineraries. Um, it reminds me a lot of Disney Quest. I think their intent was, if this was successful, let's put one out of Disneyland, which there was a lot of discussion about. Could you do one in Paris? Could you do one in Shanghai? This, these are great questions, but I'm not sure there's a big enough audience or that there's repeatability. This is not a Wolf Lodge concept that could easily be replicated. Now, I do have a number of recommendations. Uh, things that maybe Disney ought to consider. First of all, I haven't heard much about photography or capturing the action on video as a keepsake. Remember, that's a big thing, not only in Disney parks, it's a big thing in the cruise ship kind of experience. So I'm wondering how they're doing that. That should be that should be advertised as included in this for the price you're paying, not as an extra that you're paying like you do on the cruise ship, but maybe that's an extra they're trying to get you to pay once you're on the ship. Disney MGM Studios, when it used to be called Disney MGM Studios, used to have a star of the day where they would invite someone to come visit the studios. They'd be in a, uh, uh, in a car going down Hollywood Boulevard. They do a Q&A over at uh, Theater of the Stars. It was a very cool thing. If I were to make this successful, I would invite someone from the Star Wars universe to quote-unquote beam up in a costume to the Star Cruiser at some point during the voyage. All those actors, all those performers, you, you don't have to have Harrison Ford, but you could have any number of performers from that whole thing taking turns and coming in, I think that would be enormously popular. It'd be popular like Star Wars Weekend popular. And I think it'd be worth the money. And it would be great marketing. You talk about, you know, um, Calrissian, you know, showing up, uh, you know, on ship and so forth. And, and uh, you know, and, and then playing um, Savak, you know, with some, with, with uh, with guests there. That would be a very cool thing. Um, it's a shame they aren't visiting Batu at night. I think this is the best time to visit Galaxy's Edge and I could see some degree of exclusivity there. So I'm I'm a little dis... Yeah, I think that's a miss. Uh, or, you know, could you do a late night for those who wanted to where they could come back over? Something of that nature. There is more to say about the concept of metaverse, which Disney has been entertaining. Um, I'm wondering if there isn't a way for Disney to extend the two-day, two-night experience before and well after. What could happen so that it's a much bigger setup and it continues long after the journey? Haven't heard anything on that. I think that's something that needs to be explored. Um, and if this doesn't happen, I could see weeks I could see if they can't get enough people to pay this kind of money, I could see them alternating um, weeks 
where guests could stay two days or more and enjoy it as a hotel, simply paying for food and beverage with no entertainment, not packaged, so to speak, at a much lesser price point and still being able to fill rooms every night of the, of the year. I just wonder if there isn't a plan B or another option so that they're not entirely dependent on the package concept. Finally, my last recommendation, and I think probably this is the one that, that could lead to Disney's success on this more than anything else. I have learned from my own self that diaper dashes always succeed on cruise ships. So I would recommend a droid diaper dash. Just saying. Well, that concludes our Disney at Play podcast. I would invite you to come on out to our um, our Facebook page. Are you going to, is this on your bucket list and are you going to pay to go spend two nights on Star Wars Galactic Star Cruiser? I'd love to hear your opinion on that. So come join us. The link is in Disney at play.com. Make sure uh, you subscribe there. Make sure you subscribe to your podcast. If you have a chance and you you could just share uh, a positive rating for us at iTunes or elsewhere, please do so. We love good word of mouth. We need it to help uh, promote the the littlest podcast that could. And uh, check out our YouTube page, J. Jeff Kober, where we, that's K-O-B-E-R, where we offer lots of really cool stuff Uh, from the Disney universe far and wide maybe not from space but you get the idea hey thanks for joining us thanks for being a part we appreciate your patronage have a great day we hope to see you real soon and as always follow the compass of your heart (music) 